It's football season. Time for the Gridiron Breakdown. Your host, RJ. Well, when was the last time 80,000 people showed up to see if you're doing chemistry experiment? Alan. You play football like Engineero played football. Let's get to the breakdown. It's time for the Gridiron Breakdown Show, where we dive into the X's and O's of the top college football games each weekend, and it is a very special edition of the show, as I'm joined by my man Alan here, and we are going to kick off our Bowl Extravaganza Show, Alan, where we are going to pick 34, count on 34 bowl games on this show. We're going to be doing the College Football Playoff and the Selection Committee Bowls on a show next week, but for this week, really, you know, we wanted to... to Hit all the other bowls, and we've done versions of this throughout the years, and I always look forward to it uh, no matter what. Yeah, Jay, I don't know if we've done all the bowl games before. As I was doing my research on it, thought I was doing a college term paper or something with how much information I had to go through. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of bowl games. It's, you know, quality TV. I mean, that's why they put these things on, because somebody's watching them and they're making money. Because um, most of these bowl games, nobody's going to be there in the stands, but... It, there'll be some uh, gems in here, and there'll be some real clunkers, but bowl seasons, you know, a mixed bag, but it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, it's a reward for a lot of teams, especially like, you know, some of the group of five teams that are maybe starting out or rebounding a little bit. And, you know, if you've had a tough season, I mean, if you're a team like Tennessee, you know, where everything just went absolutely sideways the first month, and to rebound and make a bowl at the end of the year, I mean, that's a big deal. It does help you in terms of developing younger talent because you get extra you know, 15 practices here at the end of the year. And it does help in recruiting because you can say, hey, you know, especially again, you know, with those up and coming teams, hey, we go to bowl games here at you know central michigan or whatever and i i think they're fun and i mean i you're right maybe people don't go to them a few people do here and there but people do keep it on in the background like if you're at family gatherings and stuff and your family watches football like mine do they'll keep it on while we're all sitting around doing something else you know and tune in here and there and then there are a few of these that you know i'll definitely notice we go through and like hey that's you know if i'm free and i'm around i'm tuning into that bowl because that one's going to be fun yeah, there there are some good games here. There are also some real head scratchers. But, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, this bowl season really highlights the uh, quality you're starting to get in some of the group of five teams. Uh, I mean, there are some group of five teams that I have down here that I, I think are just purely better than the power five team they're playing. Oh, no, I have no doubt about that, and I can't wait to get into these with you uh, as we go. But real quick, before we get into bowls, I mean, we've had big award season come out now, and, of course, Joe Burrow won the Heisman Trophy. That's not the real surprise. Uh, he, you know, he was got the most first-place votes ever. He won by this huge margin, all, all those kind of things. Any thoughts about award season and particularly the Heisman Trophy? Uh, you know, I don't put much stock in the Heisman. I mean, congratulations to Joe Burrow, but, you know uh, – it's so political. I mean, you look at that one year that Tebow should have won it, but half the people in the, the Midwest were just like, I'm not voting for Tebow, and they didn't even have him on the ballot. And Bradford ended up winning that because they didn't think he deserved two in a row over Archie Griffin. I mean, I think uh, the guys who were supposed to win won the major awards. I mean, the Maxwell, the Walker, the Lott, the Lombardi. I mean, it, it showcased just the plethora of talent that spread out throughout the country, and, and there were no real big surprises or no real big snubs, in my honest opinion. I know. I mean, I think I think most of it went about like you thought it would, and I think I tweeted out something to the fact, you know, optics aside and everything, you can make a good case that Joe Burrow deserved that award. That's fine. I thought he was very gracious in his speech. That was cool. Uh, you know, it's always neat to see these players get – 
recognition for the stuff that they've done. And then I'm always curious about what's next level because, you know, we're getting into the offseason here. It will be time to start talking about NFL draft and all that stuff as we go forward. So this is the beginning of that, if you will. But before we get there, we do have all these other games, Alan. So what do you say? We go ahead, we put the goggles on, we, we grab the scuba tanks, and we dive in deep for this bowl extravaganza. All right, man, let's roll. Well, we're going to start out the way James Bond did, Dr. No Style, in the Bahamas. Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl kicks off December the 20th in Nassau at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. You've got Charlotte taking on Buffalo. So, Alan, you want our off-the-air coin toss, as it were. You get to lead us off into bowl season. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I think Charlotte had a good season, and it's good on them making a bowl. But I think Buffalo has the better defense in the running game. I expect Jared Patterson will have a pretty big game. Uh, I like Buffalo to win this 27-20. to 20. You know, man, you make a good point, but Charlotte has played so good down the stretch. They won five out of six to get into a bowl. Both teams did, really. Charlotte's defense has really stepped up when they needed it against, you know, tough competition in the CUSA. I think they've got the run game going. Benny LeMay gets over 100 yards. Give me the 49ers to take out the Buffalo Bulls in the Bahamas Bowl. So we disagree from the beginning. Next up is the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. I just love these sponsorships. It's so much fun. Utah State taking on Kent State in Toyota Stadium, Frisco, Texas. This is a 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern ESPN2 game, also on December the 20th. I got to tell you, man, the Golden Flashes, they've been pretty hot at the end of the year. Now, Utah State was supposed to have this great year with Jordan Love at quarterback, and he's going pro and all this. They were really up and down all year, and I think they're too up and down for me to pick them in this one. Give me the, the MAC team. I'm going to take the Golden Flashes of Kent State to get this one done. Yeah, my, my key point here is Jordan Love turns the ball over too much. I like Kent State, 31-27. to All right, so we're both going Kent State there. We'll flip over to December the 21st, and we'll have a slew of bowls. So all these next ones are on December 21st. And we start with the Celebration Bowl in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. This is 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern kickoff between Alcorn State and North Carolina A&T. You know, honestly, I did a little bit of research. I had a hard time picking so I'm going to go with the fart of my heart. I always love Steve Air McNair, who played at Alcorn State. I'll take Alcorn State 31 to 21. Alcorn is an absolutely quality team. North Carolina A&T, though, has been in this game several times. I think they get another one done here. I think they're a little more well-rounded team. Give me North Carolina A&T. The Aggies get five straight here in the Celebration Bowl. We go next to the New Mexico Bowl. That's a 1 p.m., 2 p.m. ESPN game in Dream Style Stadium in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The home of Walter White. Uh, we're going to see Central Michigan taking on San Diego State. Man, I got to tell you, the Aztecs have really struggled the back half of the season. They've been having a lot of trouble with injuries and just trying to get points on the board. Central Michigan, on the other hand, has surged well. Now, they lost in the MAC championship game, but that was a hard-fought game with Miami of Ohio. I like the Chippewas here, dude. Give me Central Michigan to take out San Diego State, even all the way out in New Mexico. Well, Jay, I mean, here's the one thing. While San Diego State has struggled offensively, they've shut down defensively almost every team they've faced. I think they get just enough offense. I think they win 17 to 14. All right. So you like a low score there. The FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl out at Exploria Stadium, Orlando, Florida. That's a 1.30 Central, 2.30 p.m. kick on the CBS Sports Network. This is on a different place. You got Liberty, the Flames taking on Georgia Southern. Dude, I got to tell you, I'm really intrigued by this game. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's going to be real interesting. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is Hugh Freeze going to be coaching from an iron lung and calling plays through blinks. Um, <laughs> I think Georgia Southern's triple option will give Liberty fits. I think it'll be an entertaining game. I like Georgia Southern 38 to 35. Mark my words down. Unless it is a total mismatch in terms of the, the triple option team playing against the team they're playing, like if they're playing a big-time Power 5 program, always go with the triple option team at a bowl game. I'm telling you, Georgia Southern is going to run through them like through a tin horn. They're going to keep the ball away. I like Georgia Southern to win this one going away as well. The Cherubundi Boca Raton Bowl down at FAU Stadium in Boca Raton, Florida. 2.30 Central, 3.30 kick on ABC. The now Kiffinless Florida Atlantic Owls host the SMU Mustangs. Dude, I got to tell you, what Sonny Dykes has done with SMU has just been fantastic this year. Florida Atlantic's a super talented team. They're going to have to figure out how to cover that tight end. But I like SMU here, man. I think they move the ball at a real clip, and I think they're going to find a way to get it done in a little bit of shootout ball here. But give me SMU. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how FAU will fare without Kiffin, but he's kind of the offensive mind who makes that thing go. I think you'll see a little bit of a step back offensively, but yeah, I like SMU 42-31. to all right, we go to the Camellia Bowl in the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. That's a 4.30 Central, 5.30 kick on ESPN. Florida International taking on Arkansas State. You know, FIU's lucky to be bowling. They had to beat Miami, basically, to get there because they lost their last game. So good on them beating Miami. But Arkansas State has the better offense. I think they're the better overall team. I like Arkansas State 35-17. to Man, I got to tell you, Arkansas State is is a fantastic team. They play really good football, but there's something about this FIU team, man. They rise up on defense when they get their backs against the wall. I like Butch Davis's boys here. Give me them Panthers to FAU, FIU rather to take out Arkansas State up in Montgomery, Alabama. The Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl in Sam Boyd Stadium out in Las Vegas. This one will be obviously upgrading itself once the Raiders move into town. 6.30 p.m., 7.30 p.m. on ABC. You got Boise State taking on Washington. It's the last ride of Chris Peterson. You know, at least at Washington in his career, he's going to go out playing Boise State. Of course, they've played before since he's left Boise to go to Washington. I got to tell you, man, I like the way the Huskies run game comes together. I think Boise State has played fantastic this year, but they're going up against some serious competition here, and I think Washington's going to want to send their guy out with a win. So give me the Huskies in a close one. Well, Jay, the big knock on Boise this year is they've been banged up, Jay. they got time to get healthy. I think they may be the better prepared team, uh, specifically defensively. I like Boise to win a close one, 27-24. All right, so we disagree on that one. And the last one from December the 21st. The Arnell Carriers New Orleans Bowl. This one's the Sunbelt Championship Bowl uh, against the CUSA champions, or the CUSA runner-ups, rather. Uh, you've got uh, in New Orleans, 8 p.m. Uh, Central, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Appalachian State, now without Eli Drinkwitz. He's gone to Missouri. We'll take on Bill Clark's UAB team. Well, Jay, you know I love my Blazers, but App State, even despite the coaching change, they're promoting a guy from within, so there's not going to be a whole lot of change there. Uh, Appalachian State's just a better team. UAB's a good defensive team, but offensively they've really struggled this year. I like App State 31-13. to 
Look, if you're not traveling Saturday night, if you're kind of hanging around home, this one comes on a little later. Tune in and watch Zach Thomas from Appalachian State run that offense. It is a fun thing to see to watch him trigger for the, the Mountaineers. I like Appy State here too, man. I think UAB is a good team, but I just think they're overmatched, and it doesn't matter who App State's coaches. They keep replacing them in the offseasons, and they still roll to wins. December the 23rd, we got the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. That's one of my favorite ones in all of this. Raymond James Stadium, Tampa, Florida, 130 Central, 2 30 Eastern ESPN, UCF taking on the Marshall Thundering Herd. I gotta tell you, UCF for the first time, they're not in the New Year's Six Bowl for three years. You know, that's, that's a step back for them, but they're still a really quality football team. Marshall's not a bad team either, dude, but I've seen Marshall and they can be had. I think UCF's got way too much offense in this one. Give me the Knights big. Yeah, I just don't think Marshall can score enough to win unless they really just ball control the heck out of Central Florida. I don't really see that happening. I like Central Florida 38 to 24. We go December the 24th, Christmas Eve, the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. Hawaii is taking on BYU at Aloha Stadium in Honolulu, basically a home game, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. kick on ESPN. This is definitely one of those backgrounder kind of games. Look, I, I'm real curious to see how you're going to pick this one. Well, well, you know, Jay, this uh, actually the Hawaii Bowl was like a background of my childhood Christmases. Um, Here's the thing. UAB's been, I mean, uh, Hawaii's been playing better defense. Uh, they've started limiting their turnovers, and they're playing a home game. Give me the Rainbow Warriors. Give me Nick Rolovich, 28-24. I like Hawaii here for all the reasons you said. That defense is doing better. They're stopping the turnovers, and it is a home game. I also want to say you should call this one the Samoan Bowl uh, from all the players with Samoan heritage that play at Hawaii and BYU. Going to be a fun game. Definitely a good backgrounder for Christmas Eve if you're into football. December the 26th, the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana, 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern kick on ESPN, Allen. We've got Louisiana Tech taking on those Miami of Florida Hurricanes. Dude, Miami is a mess. They've been a mess all year, and they ain't going to fix that in 15 more practices. Skip Holtz has got La Tech playing good. They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, and they got some suspensions that they're working through that I know he's kind of hacked off about how that went down. But La Tech's just a better-looking football team right now, dude. They're one of those that you talked about in the intro. I think they're a much better football team than Miami, so give me La Tech in this one. Yeah, I mean, Miami's been a disappointment, and this is almost like getting to play a true road game. I mean, rusting in that bar from Shreveport. And La Tech is the better team. Miami has better players, but La Tech is the better team. Miami has not shown me anything this year besides being inconsistent. I like La Tech 27-17. Later that evening, the Quick Lane Bowl in Fort Field in Detroit, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, kick on ESPN. You've got Pittsburgh taking on Eastern Michigan. Well, Jay, the only sure thing in Detroit is someone's going to get shot, especially with how inconsistent Pitt's been. Um, I do think the Pitt defense can carry them. I like them to get a win over Eastern Michigan 24-10. to 10. You know what you can also use the shoot metaphor for? At some point, Pitt is going to shoot themselves in the foot and let Eastern back in this game. The di- difference is, is I think Pitt actually is better and has better players as long as they can get out of those guys' way. I'll take Pitt in this one, but I like it close and ugly, and that one may not be much of a watcher, I'm just going to say. We go to December the 27th for a big slate now, and we'll kick it off at 11 a.m. noon uh, on ESPN. The Military Bowl, presented by Northrop Grumman, North Carolina taking on Temple in Annapolis, Maryland, at the Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium, Alan. i got to tell you, man, 
Yeah, what did I say before? You, you know, you got up and coming teams doing well. Temple's continuing to do well, but I love what Mac Brown has done at North Carolina this year, man. He's got guys moving around, and Sam Howell is going to be a player to watch going forward in college football for the next couple of years. Great quarterback. Give me North Carolina in this one over Temple. Yeah, I mean, Sam Howell has had a really impressive freshman season, and I think that continues in the bowl game. Uh, Temple's shown they can be had. I like UNC 35-24. to 24. The New Era Pinstripe Bowl at Yankee Stadium in New York. 220 Central, 320 kick on ESPN. Michigan State somehow made a bowl against Wake Forest, a team that really slid down the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, Wake Forest really struggled against the better opponents on the back half of their schedule. Uh, their defense isn't very good, and Mich- Michigan State has the better defense. And they've shown a knack for finding ways to win. Um, you know, I think this game is ugly. I like Michigan State 20-16. to Got to tell you, man, I just can't trust that Michigan State offense. And I know the Demon Deacons have struggled from Wake, but they got a, they got half a month to get it right. I think Dave, uh, uh, not Dave, or Dave Clawson, rather, gets it going just enough to win this one. I like Wake ugly, but I like Wake over uh, Michigan State. The Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl and Energy Stadium in Houston, Texas. Allen is next, 545 Central, 645 Eastern on ESPN. You got the Oklahoma State Cowboys taking on the Texas A&M Aggies. I got one word for you. Chuba. Texas A&M ain't got nothing for Chuba. Give me them Cowboys. You know, I've been riding the Chuba train all year long, Jay, and I'm getting off the train right now. Whoa! Texas A&M has the better defense, and this is essentially a home game for them. I mean, you know how many Texas A&M alumni live in the Houston metro area? I like it. Uh, A&M close, 24 to 21. A lot of Oklahoma State alumni live down there, too, because ain't nothing to do where they go to school, so they got to move somewhere. So, But you're right. That, that's an interesting pick. The San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, one of my favorite bowls. This one's always on my watch list. Uh, it, at uh, you got the San Diego County Credit Union Stadium in San Diego. It used to be home of the Chargers. 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, USC taking on Iowa. Well, Jay, you need to refer to the stadium by its correct name, Jack Murphy Stadium, first of all. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing. Nate Stanley for Iowa just hadn't had the kind of year we expected from him coming back. He's turned the ball over. And USC has an offense with athletes that I think can give Iowa some problems. I think this is another case where you watch Iowa go out west and lose a bowl game. I like USC 27-19. to Like, dude, you stole my thunder on this one. I like USC's speed on offense. I like Keaton Slovis slinging that ball around. It's an upset, but only because the odds makers say so. I like the Trojans in this one. I think they're trending up. They're going to give Clay Helton a big boost, and all them haters can just fade for the night. So we both like USC. We round out December 27th with the Cheez-It Bowl in Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona, 9-15 Central, 10-15 Eastern on ESPN. The Air Force Falcons taking on the Washington State Cougars and Alan, I got to tell you, what did I tell you before, man? Unless it's just a severe mismatch, always go with the option team. And I know Air Force runs a little bit more of a multiple attack than the other academies, but they still run the triple option a lot. Give me Air Force in this one, and I think they win pretty comfortably. I don't think Wazoo can hang. Well, you know, Jay, great minds think alike when it comes to the option. I think the triple option gives Mike Leach nightmares. 
I like Air Force 28 to 27. All right. We both like Air Force. On December the 28th, we got one lone bowl, the Camping World Bowl in Camping World Stadium, Orlando, Florida, 11 a.m. kick, noon Eastern on ABC. Notre Dame taking on Iowa State. Have these two teams ever played each other? I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at that. You know, this game really shouldn't be close. I mean, Notre Dame's 10-2. and two, uh, But Bob, Brock Purdy will keep it close. But I think this is another one of those games where the Cyclones come up just a little bit short. Uh, I like Notre Dame to win 34-31. You know, Brock Purdy can be a difference maker for sure. But Ian Book has come along. That Notre Dame run game is too good. Their defense is too good. I like the Irish in this one too. I think they win it close, but I like Notre Dame as well. We take a couple days and then we go forward to December the 30th, Alan, the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl in Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas, 1130 a.m., 12:30 uh, uh, Eastern kickoff on ESPN. Western Kentucky taking on Western Michigan. It's the battle of the Westerns. Who's going to come out? And I got to tell you, man, I like the Broncos in this one. The Hilltoppers have been too up and down for me this year. I think Western Michigan is, is just continuing to do things that PJ Flex started there. Give me Western Michigan in this one. Uh, you know, close, but I, th- I think they get it done. Well, not so fast, my friend. Western Kentucky's been on a roll. They've won three in a row to end the season. Make it four straight. I like the Hilltoppers 31 to 21. All right. We flip over to the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl in Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee. Nice to see some postseason games getting played in that stadium since my Tyson gacked it up last week and won't be doing that. Tune in at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN if you want to watch Mississippi State take on Louisville. You know, Jay, I don't know that I really trust Mississippi State they can run the ball, and I went back and saw some highlights from that Kentucky game. And, you know, Mississippi State actually isn't afraid of the poor pass the way Kentucky is currently. Uh, I like the Bulldogs, 38-28. to 28. I could be wrong, and maybe I, I shouldn't trust Mississippi State, but I think that run game and Keelan Hill is the difference. You know, I thought Louisville would take out Kentucky, who's basically just running the single wing right now, and they couldn't handle it. I think that game has prepped them for this one. I don't think Mississippi State runs the ball as well as Kentucky. I like Louisville in this one. I think they get things going on the ground and through the air in this that's going to give State trouble. It's State's defense I don't trust. Give me the Cardinal in this one. All right, so we head over now to the Red Box Bowl in Levi Stadium, Santa Clara, California, where no one will be there, but more people will be renting at Red Boxes than watching this game. 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. on Fox. you got Cal taking on Illinois. And, man, great old Lovey Smith for getting his team into a bowl game. But he's got to take them tribe cross-country to try to go get a bowl over Justin Wilcox and Cal. And Cal's been up and down this year. But, man, I just don't trust Illinois away from home. I don't know that I trust them much in their own home stadium either. But I don't think they can go and get a road win here. Basically, another home game for Cal. I like Cal here. Well, you know, these are teams trending in opposite directions. Cal got some momentum heading in the right direction at the end of the season, and Illinois dropped a couple of games, including a game to Northwestern that's kind of head-scratching. But here's the thing, Jay. Illinois forces a lot of turnovers, and that's going to be the big difference in this game. Give me the Illini, 27-20. to Wow, we disagree on that one. So now it's New Year's Eve, Allen, and a big slate of bowls here. We'll start in my backyard on December the 31st, the Belk Bowl in Charlotte, North Carolina, 11 a.m., noon Eastern kick on ESPN. Virginia Tech taking on those Kentucky Wildcats. You know, I think Bud Foster in his last game at Virginia Tech 
will come up with a game plan and have some success against a one-dimensional offense that uh, Kentucky has had. I like the game to be close and ugly, but I like Virginia Tech 24-17. to Yeah, I think Virginia Tech has found something uh, with a quarterback now that they can run with, a Hendon Hooker, and I do think Bud Foster's defense is going to bring the lunch pails one last time for their guy. They get it done against Kentucky here in the Belt Bowl as well. I love the naming of this next one. It's not Kellogg's. It's not Frosted Flakes, Allen. It's just the mascot. It's the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl down in El Paso, Texas. 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. kick on CBS. You got Florida State with their interim situation before Mike Norvell takes over, taking on Herm Edwards and the Arizona State Sun Devils. Man, I got to tell you. I, I think this is a, a, I didn't know Florida State was going to make a bowl, honestly. I don't know how they pieced together six wins the way they played this year. But I've seen Arizona State play. They took down Oregon, and at times they look like they could be a world beater. And then at times they look pretty bad. But the arm of Jaden Daniels is the difference in this one. The Arizona State quarterback, give me the Sun Devils in this one pretty big to win the Tony the Tiger Bowl. That is a great bowl name. And here's the thing. Herman Edwards' defense has played really well. I think they'll disrupt an undisciplined Florida State team that's going to be playing without Cam Akers. I think uh, Arizona State rolls in this one, 35-14. to 14. Now, This is one of those that I earmarked for myself that I definitely want to watch when it comes up. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Over in Memphis, Tennessee, 245 Central, 345 Eastern on ESPN. Navy taking on Kansas State. Yeah, this is a really interesting matchup, and if you like watching football that's played inside a phone booth, uh, this is your game. Uh, this game will make our buddy Josh Hathaway weep manly tears of joy. Listen, I like Navy. They have had it rolling this year. They got that option clicking. I think Clydeman will put up a good fight, but I think they come up short. I like Navy 31-28. to Think K-State used all the magic they had to upset Oklahoma early this year. They run the ball tremendously, but defensively they can be had, and what did I tell you before? Triple option teams, when they're not overmatched, and no, Navy is not overmatched in this game. For what they want to do, they got the right guys, particularly Malcolm Perry, stud player for them for four years, going out on a big win. I like Navy here over K-State in the Liberty Bowl as well. You got the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl next, Arizona Stadium out in Tucson. That's a 3.30 Central, 4.30 Eastern CBS Sports Network kick between the Wyoming Cowboys and Georgia State. Dude, I think it's great Georgia State made a bowl. I think they've been playing good football again, but those Cowboys are pretty strong, man. They got a pretty solid offense. I'm going to take Wyoming in this one. I think it's just too close to their backyard. Yeah, I mean, Wyoming played really well. They beat Missouri. They came within a hair of beating Boise. I think they're ready for this one. I like uh, Wyoming 35-20. to 20. So before we go and kick it off with Ryan Seacrest, we've got one more on New Year's Eve. The Valero Alamo Bowl in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern kick on ESPN Allen. The Utah Utes taking on the Texas Longhorns. Dude, I happen to think Utah kind of got jobbed on the bowls. They may have, Jay, but I thought they had renamed this to the Disappointment Bowl. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm not sure what's going to happen in this game. I'm not sure which team's really going to be motivated to show up. Texas underperformed this year. Utah kind of got jobbed. I kind of think that Utah defense is going to have something to prove after uh, Oregon really just put it on them. 
I like Utah ugly, 17-14. to 14. Yeah, the way Oregon beat them is they ran the ball at them. Texas cannot run the ball in this one. They are not back, once again, emphatically. They are not back, and Kyle Whittingham gets his guys up for bowls. You know that firsthand. You saw that in person. Give me Utah in this one. They're going to be playing with a little chip on their shoulder as we round up New Year's Eve. Well, after that, Alan, 2019 is over. 2020 is upon us, and it's time for a couple of January, the first bowls that don't involve the selection committee or anything like that. So let's talk about the VRBO Citrus Bowl in Camping World Stadium, Orlando, Florida. That's a noon central, 1 p.m. ABC kick between the Michigan Wolverines and the Alabama Crimson Tide. I got to tell you, man, you get two storied programs going against each other, two coaches that definitely, you know, redefine the word surly and intense with Harbaugh and Saban. And I got to tell you, man, Michigan really improved over the year. At one point, they looked like they could lose to Army. They were falling apart. Then they found something against Penn State offensively. They got better. Now they got trounced by Ohio State, but they still played pretty good. Alabama up and down year, but I got to tell you, dude, I think they, all the guys that are going to play on their offense in this bowl game, I think that's what matters. They're still going to have all those playmakers on the outside. They're going to have the running back. They got Mac Jones much more comfortable. I like Alabama pretty big in this one, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if you watch that Ohio State-Michigan game, I think you saw how Michigan struggled with speed on the outside. The big question is, will Alabama be up for this game? We know that Trell Lewis and Trayvon Diggs won't play. I got a feeling Nick will have these boys ready to win. I think Alabama wins pretty handily, 41-20. to 20. All right, so we go next to the Outback Bowl. Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida, 12 noon, 1 p.m. kick on ESPN. You got the Minnesota Golden Gophers rowing that boat into that Pirate Stadium to take on the Auburn Tigers. Yeah, I mean, I love Minnesota's story, and I mean, I think they're a solid football team, but I think we've seen that Auburn team just has too much defense. And if Gus will just get out of his way, I think Auburn should be okay. I like Auburn to win 31 to 13. You know, last year it was real trendy to pick Purdue to knock off Auburn in the Music City Bowl. How motivated is Auburn going to be? Auburn came out and dropped 60 on them, you know, like it was nothing. It just opened up the offense. This is a little different this year, though. Auburn won a big game at the end of the season. It's been a big emotional roller coaster. And I don't think Gus is going to get out of his own way. And moreover, I think P.J. Fleck wants his guys to go out on a big signature win. I think those receivers are going to give Auburn trouble. Give me Minnesota in the upset here in the Outback Bowl. So we're all going to be stuck with that ratchet shrimp uh, for an appetizer. Sorry, America. Uh, that's, that's, just, that's just how it breaks. January the 2nd, the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl in Legion Field, which is somehow still standing in Birmingham, Alabama, 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Boston College taking on Cincinnati. And I got to tell you, man, I think the Cincinnati Bearcats totally got jobs in the bowl stuff. They are much better than the Birmingham Bowl, and they are a lot better than Boston College. BC still trying to figure out their coaching situation, trying to get that finalized. But they just don't have the guys this year. I think Cincinnati gets that ground game going, and they win this one comfortably. Yeah, I mean, Cincinnati has played great this year. They just couldn't beat Memphis. They played them twice, and they couldn't couldn't get over the hump there. Um, I think Cincinnati is going to roll pretty handily. I like them 31-10. to 10. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl is next at TIA Bank Field in Jacksonville, Florida, 6 p.m. Central, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. you got Indiana taking on Tennessee. Well, you know, Jay, Indiana has cooled off a little bit toward the end of the season when they played some stiffer competition, and Tennessee's turned it around. Garantano's playing well. Um, 
Tennessee should be real motivated. They're happy. They're in a bowl. I think they're going to be motivated. I think they win 31 to 24. And I agree with everything you just said. Tennessee has really picked it up the back part of the season. Really losing to Alabama, but making that game competitive, put a spark back in them. They've played great since. I like Tennessee in this one. They just got better athletes going forward. On January the 3rd, famous Idaho Potato Bowl up in Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. 2.30 Central, 3.30 kick on ESPN. You've got Ohio taking on Nevada. And i got to tell you, Alan, Frank Solich to me is just one of these coaching institutions that does incredible work no matter what. He's been at Ohio forever. He's an institution there. Nevada's on the come up. They've done a little bit better at the back end of the season. But I think Ohio's run game and their defense are going to be too much. Give me the Bobcats here. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bobcats are the better coach team all around. I think Solich will have his boys ready to play. I like the Bobcats 28-20. to All right, we head back down south for the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. Where you in the Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, Texas? This is is an early kick, man. Ten thirty a.m., eleven thirty on ESPN. Southern Miss taking on Tulane. You know, Southern Miss has kind of been real inconsistent this year. Uh, I mean, they beat the crap out of UAB, but then they lost a head scratching game. I think Tulane's going to have enough offense. I think this will be a fun game to watch. I like Tulane 41 to 38. Yeah, I agree with you there, man. I think Willie Fritz's team is doing great stuff. We know the name Will Hall, the offensive coordinator at Tulane, the things he's doing there, he's going to wind up propelling into a much bigger job very soon. I like Tulane here, though, too. I think they're, they're just going to be too much for Southern Miss. So we wrap up the bowl extravaganza, Allen, with our final bowl pick for this show, January the 6th, the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, down at Lead Peebles Stadium, 630 Central, 730 Eastern kick on ESPN, Louisiana, Lafayette, taking on Miami of Ohio. Man, what can you say about the Red Hawks? I, I, at one point in this season, it looked like it was going bad, and they totally turned it around. They found a way to beat Central Michigan to win the MAC. And they got to come all the way south to play Louisiana. Yeah, that's for sure. But Louisiana can be had on the ground. Now, they put up a fight against Appy State, but they can be had on that run game. I think that's the difference. Give me Miami to win this one. You know, this is going to be a really interesting matchup, but something just gives me a gut feeling this is going to be a blowout. I think Louisiana Lafayette gets that defense rolling, and I think they roll in this one 42-14. to Okay, so we disagree on that one. Well, Alan, we have made it to the end of the bowl extravaganza. 34 bowl picks in the can, my man. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of football between now and then. you got some playoff games sprinkled in there that we'll talk about. Um, you know, there's some interesting matchups, contrast of styles. I think it's interesting that we both picked all the triple option teams to win their bowl game. Yep. <laughs> But, you know, it's good times, it's good football, and it's, uh, you know, unfortunately one step closer to baseball season. Yeah, sadly enough, you're right. But, hey, we got enough football here to get us by for a while, that is for sure. And as Alan alluded to and we said in the intro, we're going to be back next week, so week of Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays to you. And we will have a game of a show of nothing but feature games we're going to feature all six of the playoff and selection committee games alan and i've split this up be breaking down the teams like we always do and get you those picks before those games start kicking off there at the end of next week and the you know the big ones come back and then after that we'll come back and we'll set up the national championship game alan and get ready to to officially put the books on the end of the season 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm really excited to see how the playoff rolls and uh, not having to be anxious this year since my team's sitting home. Um, I could just sit back and enjoy it and not be invested. Um, you know, I think we got two great matchups there, and it'd be interesting to see, uh, I mean, who, who comes out of those matchups. And I think the national championship game is going to be a fantastic game. Definitely has the potential to be a very offensive game. That is for sure this year. But more on that in another week. Folks, thanks for joining us on the latest edition of the Gridiron Breakdown Show. Follow us on Facebook. Look for the Gridiron Breakdown. And then you can also find uh, your feed of choice on anchor.fm slash gridiron breakdown. And we would appreciate it if you'd leave a positive review and share the show on your social media with your other football fans. Until next time, for Alan, I'm Jay. You've been listening to the Gridiron Breakdown. Thank you for listening to the Gridiron Breakdown. The Gridiron Breakdown theme is Sports Time Tonight by Phil Girard, Reed Hayes, and Scott P. Share. Tune in next week for more analysis and opinion from our hosts. I ain't saying anybody scared out there. I ain't saying fear. Now y'all scared to ask another question?